back to the Tesh Fam Podcast. Hello. It's been many moons. Yes. Life last. has been crazy. Yes, we've been caught up with school. Yeah. It's been like a month and a half or something. Yeah, I don't think we're recorded since school started back. Yeah. But yeah, so last episode we talked about, or we took the Myers-Briggs test and it was a very long episode and we're very apologetic about that sort of. Um, <laughs> but we, we had a good time. We, yeah, we did. We plan in future episodes to take the Myers-Briggs, or Myers-Briggs, take the Enneagram test and then also talk about the two um, because we didn't really get a chance to. But we wanted to, I don't know if I can say take a break because it's been so it's long. But And this is only um, our third we, episode. We have been <laughs> wanting to um, take an episode to just talk about um, our story and talk about um, kind of our, our journey as from friendship to marriage. Yeah. Um, so, but before we get to that, Lauren, what are we drinking? We are having <laughs> half-calf coffee because we are old <laughs> yes. and it is Friday night and we don't need to stay up too late, but we need to stay awake enough long or long enough to actually record yeah. this. So we have some decaf coffee from it's the house blend from Lowe's foods. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. And then Even I don't more know exciting, what caffeine The caffeinated yeah. coffee is from one of my favorite uh, local coffee shops in Greenville cohesive. Yes. Yeah. And they just turned two this year. Yes. So yeah, we cool. love them. I used to live like right up the road from them uh, when I had my my Greenville uh, flat, as my brother called it. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, yeah, very great shop. Check them out if you haven't. Yes, They're wonderful. And also White Duck, the taco shop. Yes, the right, right beside like, literally them. neighbors. And speaking of our relationship, one of my favorite <laughs> things that we do regularly for a date, or we did regularly yeah. for a date, was go to Cohesive and then get tacos. So yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Yes. But um, yeah, so, anyway, so Lauren, what is your earliest memory of me? Ooh, we're just jumping right into <laughs> it. My earliest memory of Jordan Tesh was my either first or second day of college. I don't remember if it was... That or soon? Well, because classes, yeah. my freshman year. I think it was first day because I think I had piano lab on Wednesdays, mm. like Monday, Wednesday that year, and... I had piano lab with you and I just remember seeing that there was this cute like sophomore I guess because you seemed like you knew people already and most of us freshmen just looked afraid and so that's true um I noticed him in that room and then I never (laughs) talked to you and you never talked to me for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. yeah so I noticed you, and then I noticed you in orchestra because obviously you played cello and I played French horn. So I was on the opposite side of the room in the back. And, there were and like I two noticed or three there cellos. was this like cute cello player who I also happened to have piano lab with. But like that was the level of thought I had. And I didn't know, I'm not the kind who's like, oh my gosh, there's a cute boy. I should go and talk to him. That's never once been my life. It was more like he seems friendly and kind. And so um, not to say I was, you know, was attracted to you for mm-hmm. like superficial reasons or anything, but for, for I did l- notice you. Yeah. For <laughs> a little context. Um, of course we went, both went to North Greenville for music education. Yes. And, um, I was a year ahead of her. And so in that world, you're very overwhelmed by everything. Yes. And every year as the new r- uh, rounds of freshmen come in, 
it, it has to take something for them to stand out to you because you're just like, oh, we're freshmen. Yeah. Trying to get like, my degree. Yeah. It, and you don't have enough time to think about the new people as much. Usually, like, the people that you interact with that are in lower classes than yeah. you are because they hang out in the music lobby with the other music majors or they, like, have upperclassmen friends already. Yeah. And so you kind of meet through mutual friends. Yeah. More so than, like, neither one of us were ever the type to go chase after yeah. freshmen. I mean, right. I had a couple that I did, right. but most well, of the time we right. didn't chase after In my after freshman them. year, I, I was friends with uh, some upperclassmen just because of, um, I don't even know. Well, you're closer in age to them. Yeah, I mean, you're older than my, than my or was a year older than my grade. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and after hearing that, I vaguely remember... <laughs> you being in that piano lab mm -hmm. um i hated it. it's okay i didn't stand I out it's fine i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that part is coming piano lab really sucked yes i really for those it. of you don't don't know all music majors have to have mm -hmm. a primary thing that they focus on which can either be the their instrument, instrument or their voice mm -hmm. and then a secondary and if you are not choosing piano for your primary thing then your automatic secondary is piano and so all of us had to take piano we all had to pass this insane proficiency exam and it takes years to pass most people don't pass until junior year at some point yep. some of us pass at the end of sophomore year yep. well and some people come in with piano skills i neither one of us I did I am so bad at piano. You're much better at piano than well, I Well, I've worked, I've tried really hard because I want to be good at it. <laughs> my brain does one one line. Yeah. Maybe two. I, I've i never been good at piano. And as much as I hated it, I knew it was an a, um, a requirement. And But just the way that Piano Lab was set up, I, it really irked me because there was no accountability for practicing. No. And so it wasn't until we I transitioned into private lessons that I really ab was able to start making traction. Right. Because what it is is like you sit in a room with a bunch of keyboards and yeah. you have headphones plugged in yeah. and the piano teacher walks around and listens to you for like maybe five yeah. minutes of the lesson. Yeah. And then you're just practicing. That for was that one of my first C's in college, I think. Yeah. But anyway, so there was that. My first solid memory of Lauren was really cool. So it was um, uh, towards the end of the fall semester of my junior year, your sophomore year. Yes. Um, exams were coming up. We were all in the music. A bunch of us were in the music lobby. It was probably like 10 o'clock at night at yeah. least because it but was pitch black outside. One of the music professors, Mr. Eschenbaugh, uh, was so wonderful and brought pizza for those who he knew was studying. He was there working too for some reason. He stayed up late a lot. Um, and he got talking to us, which I... I had, um, he had like been in sophomore theory. Yeah. Cause he was your us, interim like professor for, for a little Dr. bit. Griffin. But anyway, but so I, we had, I had heard or talked to heard overheard or talked to him directly about Myers-Briggs. It was something I was interested in. And he, he was really interested in as well. He was an ENFP, I think, or something like yeah. that. And so that conversation just got started in the music lobby. And then I think we happened to be sitting at the same yeah. table. And Lauren, it came, it just came. Um, we happened to think to find out that we were both INFJs, which was, I thought was pretty. I mean, pretty you don't. Cool. That's it's not there a super aren't a ton of them. And yeah, so and even if there are, they're not gonna be super outgoing and talk about it. Right. Very much. So that was cool. So that was my first solid memory of Lauren. Yeah. And then. Um, which I remember leaving that conversation and thinking, I remember I mentioned to one of my friends, I was like, yeah, I talked to Jordan Tesh about 
personality types and he's just like somebody that I could really see myself like being friends with or getting to know better and she was like oh you better be careful around that Jordan Tesh because Jordan would never admit it but he had a reputation for unintentionally breaking hearts (laughs) (laughs) because he's so friendly and most of his friends were girls and a lot of them ended up developing feelings for him myself included (sighs) Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think uh, a lot of people were just kind of like, oh, I don't know if you want to even go near that just because if you have any intentions of dating him, it's not going to happen because he doesn't date was okay. essentially what I had heard. All right. So here's the deal. I need to defend myself a little bit. <laughs> My whole life guys, were I, I don't get guys. Yeah, I don't either. I'm, I mean, for the most part, I'm not gay, but like, I don't get guys. They're You're idiots. not like a bro. Yeah. Because all they want to talk about is cars or girls or sports. Yeah, sport. Oh my gosh! And so girls have always made more sense to me in some ways. And so my friends have close friends. Not that t- you talk about like girls shopping or no, not like that. Like just like just in general I am more, conversation. I'm a lot more in touch with or comfortable with my with feelings and emotions that are a lot more important to me. Well, you're most empathetic guys. too, <coughs> yeah. and girls tend to latch on yeah. to empathetic people. So I know that over. You know, high school and college that um, unintentionally resulted in some confusing <laughs> relationships and boundaries. Yes. Now, in college, <laughs> man, like I said, I was just trying to survive. He didn't even I was trying once to get that think. degree. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, people were turning were up drama. I said as far away from drama as I could, even though apparently it caused drama. Um, without meaning to. Yes. So that's <laughs> kind of where I was at. That I just wasn't. There I kind of think mentally. of it as like you almost had like tunnel vision. Yeah. Like you were so focused to. on just getting out of there alive. Yeah. Well, and like, which sounds really dramatic, but like, no, it's literally other music the truth. majors would say the yeah. same thing. Like, it's and in case you're not familiar with the, with lot. the program, um, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I imagine not most music education programs are like this at whatever school you go to, but you are. It's not truly a double major necessarily, but it is um, like literally every single semester I had an, or we had anywhere from 18 to 21 credit hours a semester. Yes. Um, we And you still had to take at least one summer yes, semester. Which to they did not tell you going years. into it. Yeah. So you either have to be like a or super, come in with credits already. Yeah, either that or you have to be a super senior or you have to uh, do summer school. And so and. You know, I wanted all the other majors to be talking about, oh, I, I made my schedule. I got to sign up for the classes I wanted to take. And I'm over, we're over here like like literally from day one, Our the next four years of our life is written out for us. We have no choices. Well, and we because took a lot of classes for zero credit, too, uh-huh. because they li- yep. we would overload if we took them Between that and because it was a small university and a small music program, um, some classes are only offered either in the fall or the spring so that you really don't have a choice when you take classes. Right. And there's just so many. Um, and plus the education requirement and the observations and all the, all that. But anyway, so I was just trying to survive. Right. I know it was the same for Lauren. So that's kind of where I was at. Yeah. Um, anyway. But so that spring of that same year, we had a mutual friend. Yes. And um, our first real time hanging out, actually, was at Breeze to Alley. Yes, and so what happened that day was um, this mutual friend texted me and said, do you want to go, it was like a Friday afternoon in March, and she texted and she's like, do you want to go to get coffee with Jordan and I? 
and I knew that she had two friends that were named Jordan. She had um, you and then another guy named Jordan. And I thought it was the other guy. And I was like, I don't know. And that I was like, which Jordan are you talking about? He was about? a percussionist. <laughs> and not that I didn't like him, <laughs> yeah. but he was um, more very extroverted. I <laughs> and I was very tired was on this Friday guy. afternoon. And I did not have the energy. Like, and this mutual friend was also an extrovert. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know if I can hang in there with two <laughs> extroverts and caffeine at the same time. But she was like, no, Jordan Tesh, the one that plays cello. And I was like, I mean, sure, I'll go with y'all. And so um, we went to Barista Alley, and we talked for several hours. And you and I just, like, kind of connected yeah. pretty early on in the conversation. And um, it just felt like the most natural, mm-hmm. easy thing for us to hang out yeah. and talk. So Well, and we both... Um Neither of us is one who would ever, like Lauren said earlier, go out, like, go talk to people and find new, like, make new friends. Um, but we both needed just a a com- comfortable friend who just got us and um and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, right, just like from the very beginning, we just like like she said, we just clicked and we just got each other and um didn't have to try. Right. Um, because something that's very important to both of us is um, just being honest and genuine in who you are right. and not being two-faced. And so we felt like we didn't have to try. We didn't have to be something we weren't uh, to be to hang out. And also, you know, the more we um, quickly became pretty close, what, um, we saw that we could spend hours, hours and hours and hours all yeah. day even together and not get tired of each other. Right. Yeah, which was unusual mm-hmm. for me because usually I reach my tolerance with people after a while. There are very few people in my life I can think of three, and Jordan's one of them, and my mom, and I would say probably Amanda, my best friend too, are people that I have I have a very long patience for, and like either haven't found the end of it or it's like weeks of togetherness before I find some like okay I need to take a break for a little bit mm-hmm. but um, I, once I discovered that about you it was uh, like unusual for me and yeah. so I very much latched on to yeah. that and I remember too like we kind of started when we hung out hanging out a lot mm-hmm. and like we hung out that Friday and we got coffee with Caitlin and then I remember I think it was like the next Monday maybe we had string tech together which was the class where we learned Mm -hmm. how to play string instruments and Jordan obviously knows those and I epically did not do well in that class (laughs) Um, I mean I got an okay grade but I tried (laughs) and um, I ended up helping you with cello yeah you ended up teaching me cello and Mr. Dr. Weaver I remember laughed during my playing tests on cello and we both did because it was just so epically bad (laughs) um but anyway after that class on that monday morning we had a quiz or something and you were like you want to go to einstein's which is the coffee shop on campus and i was like okay and so we just went to einstein's and hung out and then within two weeks it was your birthday and you were like, so I'm having a birthday weekend kind of thing where I'm going to um, do a bunch of fun stuff. And I wanted you to come. And you asked me to come. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I've only been your friend for two weeks, but cool. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. He invited me and one other person. Like, I must already be in his top number of, of people. <laughs> idea of a party. <laughs> because it was um, just 
a couple of us hanging out and like going to see the mountains and like eating food and drinking coffee and all that stuff. So um, I just remember it was a very mm-hmm. quick became like fast and furious friends like <laughs> just yeah um a lot of time together yeah and at first of course it was our trio friend group yes. but over like pretty quickly over like over that next summer um we started uh more you and i kind of pulled off yeah, and did our thing on our own and yeah so um over the, r- the rest of our college careers just you know became best friends and um because of the nature of things of course had many questions asking if we were dating or not oh my gosh because we always hung out i know lauren got more of the brunt of that than i did because she's more I had than I for some reason fellow students <laughs> i had professors <laughs> asking me she's when we she were gonna had be my thing. main string professor ask, yes and he, he didn't asked even me. Ask me he didn't talk to you <laughs> like i was yeah. his work study. he was like so you and jordan and i was like i don't know what we are <laughs> so but I think for me, like, I know Jordan would probably say uh, he viewed it more as, like, we were just friends. But um, I think I kind of viewed you as my best friend for sure. And then um, that it kind of morphed into this, like, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing what happens with this because he is somebody I hang out with all the time. But then I also kind of did this whole, like, I don't want to get my heart set on anything, and I just want to enjoy where we are, and if something happens, Mm -hmm. it'll happen. And so a lot of people were like, you just need to stop, because nothing's going to happen, and uh, or whatever, you're just going to get your heart broken. And um, I kind of had this epiphany one day, and I was like, you know, if I stopped being Jordan's friend because I was upset that we didn't date... That's completely unfair to him because I didn't voice that expectation. And so I pushed through for lack of a, li- uh, for lack of a better term um, and just continued that really strong friendship with you for yeah. like two years. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, eventually um, I think I w- would have the thought of like, what would it be like if one of us started dating someone? Yeah. And it, we couldn't, like we were, um, became close enough that it, we couldn't still be that close and still be dating with someone. So that's kind of where the kind of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like came from. I realized I had feelings for you when I started having nightmares that you started to date someone else and completely stopped being my friend. Or the worst one I ever had was you asked me to be the best man in your <laughs> wedding. And so I had to we like, bros. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to like root for you and be all excited that you were marrying somebody else. And I was I like, between the ceremony and reception, I see you as like, a bro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am just bursting into tears. <laughs> this is not okay. And so that's kind of what I realized when I thought about what my life would be like without you in it, because I realized too, we had crossed over to this point of like, if we did decide to date anybody else, we would no longer be able to maintain the friendship yeah. we had. And it would probably have to be cold turkey, like cut off because of the amount of time we have invested in yeah. each other. I don't think that a boyfriend or a girlfriend would have been right. able to compete with that. Yeah. And they shouldn't have to. Yeah. So that's part of the thought that I yeah. had at least. Yeah. So we ended up being best friends for about three years before. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half to three years before like anything else ha- like actually happened. You know, through the 2020 quarantine, we were constantly FaceTiming. And we were in different states, uh, yeah. too. Let's clarify She's that. So Carolina. 
from South Carolina. Yeah, I am from near Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And so when we everything shut down, yeah. I went back home to my parents and Jordan went back yeah. home to his. And so we were constantly FaceTiming. I got to where I hated FaceTime because like we just I just wanted to, you know, be in person with my best right. friend and just hang out. We um did our best to have movie nights. We would oh my it was gosh. so frustrating. We would both play the same movie at the same time. We, we would, would count down. We count we would off, like, like conduct because <laughs> we're nerds. <laughs> And um, um, have to figure out if we if we had to like pause to go get a snack or use the restroom, we'd have to like figure out what second we were on. Yeah, it was really really frustrating. And I made you watch all of the end of the world movies from the nineties because the world felt like it was ending. And I was like, I'm just you know I want to watch these things like (laughs) Independence Day. (laughs) Earth is literally being invaded. Yes. (laughs) But anyway. but so yeah our quarantine time was really hard um because i think that's when we both kind of realized more the feelings that we had for each other because of not being together and we had gone from hanging out literally any chance we had and like when you were student teaching and actually teaching it was more like once or maybe twice a week Mm -hmm. but then when we were in college together it was every meal yeah and like Whatever often we until one or two o'clock in the morning and then um waffle house, waffle late house late in the middle of the night yeah. yeah and so it was like a culture shock mm-hmm. not being able to see each other in yeah. person yeah and so that was my first year of teaching and her senior year of college which yeah, i always hated it for her because she didn't have a real graduation until like october of the next year yeah which you got to come to as my boyfriend yes um, but so Anyways, of spoilers. Which, so fast we forward to um, <laughs> end of summer of 2020, mm-hmm. sh- she moved down here to start her first year of teaching. Actually, wait, before we do that, yeah. we thought to, both of us had expressed concern that our friendship would probably fizzle out once Jordan started teaching and mm-hmm. I was still yeah. in college. And so we both had to very intentionally fight through mm-hmm. that year yeah. to spend time together. And that was kind of... I viewed it as like the test of yeah. if we if our friendship was real and mm-hmm. could make it, yeah. we would be able to survive through that year. Yeah, well, and like I would, so I worked, you know, still work up in Cherrydale, and she was living in campus North Greenville. So after work, a lot of times I would go up to, to hang out with her, and then I would drive all the way back to my parents' house or where I was living. We would meet at Barista Alley for like mm-hmm. half an yeah. hour, and I would drive like yeah. drive out of the way, and yeah. so we had a chance to see each other right. that week. Well, and, and before we go any further, because of all of this, because we were so close for so long as friends, um, now that we are you know um, together together, um, we are very thankful for that time because we yeah. were able. We didn't start off. Hey, let's date. I don't know you, but let's date, you know, because neither of us have ever been that like that. No. Um, and so we were able to s- just see each other's friends, enjoy each other's company just as, you know, people. Right. And um, um, kind of um, know that we could uh, enjoy being t- being around each other and have similar interests and things and also see each other like she's seen me. C- <laughs> I don't cry. I'm no. not a crier. I cry inside all the time, but I'm not externally. <laughs> Um, she's seen me cry more than anyone else, except for probably my parents when I was a child. Yeah. That doesn't count. Um, and like just, so just seeing each other, um, in the ups and downs and the, the very, like heart, literally the hardest years of my life in college. Yeah. The, the best and the worst of times as my dad says. Um, and so our, 
like she said, our friendship, our uh, our relationship, our friendship was tested and tried, and and we're came, you know we're able to we have a very solid um, foundation for our our relationship even before we even talked about to um, being anything more than friends. Right. I feel like we put in a lot of work on yeah. the front end without necessarily knowing where we were going to end up, yeah. but I know through our friendship we really emphasized and part of it I don't know how much of it you felt this way too I feel like you did but um, communication with each other was something hugely important to me and I think uh, also to you but um, I am one who does not like to have conflict I would rather deal with it than like and express the uncomfortable thought than have something lingering in the background and so we strived really hard during our friendship to be really good at communicating those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And um, Jordan got to the point where I just like was shocked at how well he could read me <laughs> because we would be like at somebody's senior recital and we'd be at the little reception afterwards and he would look at me across the room and he would be able to tell, okay, we need to go get Starbucks or something. This is too much peopling. And you would come over and we would go and leave. And you would be able to read me well enough to know mm-hmm. um, what I needed without me having to use words. And so I think a lot of that is because we built such a solid yeah. foundation before yeah. that. But anyways, flashback, or not flashback, <laughs> flash forward yeah. to end of summer 2020. Yeah, so Lauren moved to the Greenville area to Duncan. Uh to start her first year of teaching and so um, she came down with some family and friends to move her in and of course I was there to help with that Um, and so it was I think for me uh, I was already I had been living in my own apartment for a little while a month or so not too long but um, and I um, I think right around a little bit before that time like it takes me a while it's always taken me a while to come around to like if like in a, a big decision needs to be made like actually coming to a conclusion that this needs to happen and making it happen it's always taken me a long time and so I finally was starting to to realize and I talked to my friend Daniel about it um I need I need to we need to have a conversation <laughs> yeah and for me it sounds silly and Lauren laughs at me when she started when she got moved down here and she started to um one of the things that I've always loved about Lauren even you know in college um was just how how comfortable she is how warm she is um just you know her her sweaters and her comfy clothes and her just also you know personality and being um uh just you know it kind of just flows out of her and she wants to help people and love on people and so it, it sounds sounds silly but when she started to get settled into her apartment she started you know to decorate all the pretty things and so i've joked that one of the things that helped me really really lock it in and realize that like i really like i really like her was her aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> because of all the you know like fall like pumpkin oh my gosh i was like decorated for fall yeah. and like garlands and she made me a plant person i was never ever a plant person before her i and then i ended up surpassing her <laughs> in the number yes. of plants i had um, which we have a, a won- many wonderful plant babies now. Um, but so her aesthetic was 
um, just seeing seeing her because you know before that um, we both lived a pretty nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, like me especially living so far away. Yeah, and her driving back and forth to her home. Um, and but something about just seeing her settle in and and plan herself and and just like fill the space, make it warm, make it inviting, just um, really <laughs> just made it click for me. Like I really I, I like her. And we need to talk. Yeah. Now, however, she was starting her first year teaching. So I wasn't about to be like, hey, yo, we should talk about this when you're about to start your career in a few days. Yeah. So I was going to wait like at least a month to say anything. Yes. But. <laughs> she stole my thunder. I stole your thunder. So what, what happened? <laughs> because I had almost the like opposite feeling in some ways. That might be too strong of a word. But like I started when I moved to South Carolina. I started to feel panicky about our relationship more so than like this really needs to happen. It was if this doesn't happen, I have cu- like I have almost no one. Like there's nobody with potential. I have and I'm like I don't know where I would meet anybody. Like I started kind of freaking out like if Jordan isn't the one, I don't know that I will find the one because I have set myself up in such a way that I kind of put all of my eggs in one basket. And so I was fighting off panic attacks that whole teacher work week because not just from starting my first job, but because I was trying to figure out, you know, like, do I need to back off with Jordan or is this going to become something? And so that Sunday we were sitting in my apartment the day before school started and you could tell something was off with me. And so you were like, what's going on? And I was like, well, actually, I kind of wanted to talk to you about something And I kind of approached it from how I remember it from the perspective of like, I don't know what we are and I don't know where this is going, but I would like to know if I need to start hanging out with other people or if I'm okay to just hang out with you. And yeah, I don't know what you remember from that conversation. Yes. Yeah. So that's right. I remember as like I could tell, you know, you weren't doing too hot and you were really anxious and nervous and so you know i just wanted to see if you're what you want if you want to talk about it and so i was i had been gearing up (sighs) anytime i in my life i've had to like prepare for a conversation it's just like the worst the worst thing ever and like i heard speaking out of my chest and i just like so had things gone the way i'd planned they would have been a lot harder and a lot more <laughs> nerve wracking for both of us, for both <laughs> of us. And, um, how it happened was it just, bec- it was just a casual conversation. And after she kind of started that, I was like, well, that's c- funny. Cause I wanted to talk to you too. <laughs> yep. She was like, really? So. I was like in shock. And then you were like, yeah, you know, I imagine this moment where like everything in the earth stands still for a second and I finally get up the courage to say I have feelings for you. Like you were like, had, I could totally hear your dramatic scheming in your brain of how this was going to go down. It would and, like, have been how a word for word were. rehearsed speech Yes, <laughs> that I spent days agonizing over. Yes. It would have been awful. <laughs> Worth it. But awful. But awful. <laughs> but something I appreciate about that is that conversation set a precedent for us. 
mm-hmm. of whenever we need to have a talk about something or whenever we need to make a decision together, we can just talk about it. And yeah. Be there doesn't have to be any rehearsed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I really, it ended up being a really wonderful thing how that happened. Yes. But I was frustrated at the end of that night because Jordan Tesh oh. was like, yeah, so, you know, we just admitted feelings for each other or whatever, but like, we don't have to start dating or anything. Like we can just see what happens. And I'm standing there in my apartment. I'm like this man after two and a half years of me being his best friend, he just wants to see what happens and we're just going to like, you know, figure it out or whatever. I'm like, man, he should be jumping at the chance. <laughs> Good and so worth waiting they for. are and we waited all of 24 hours <laughs> the uh, next afternoon i came back home from my first day of work first day of school with kids and um i remember jordan came over and we were sitting on my terribly uncomfortable couch that really was like a futon that cost like a yeah, hundred bucks from target and um we were sitting together on the couch and I looked at him and I was like, can I just put my head on your shoulder? And I did. And then he was like, what do you want to say? It? I guess we're dating. Yep. And I was like, um, <laughs> no, sir, we are not <laughs> dating. You haven't asked me. <laughs> I was like, Lauren Duncan. No, you were Lauren Michael Duncan. Oh. Will you be my girlfriend or will you will you date me or something will you go on a date with me will you be my girlfriend and then i was like yes when's our first date and she was like (laughs) okay now we're dating yes now we're dating okay um and then we had our first date date that saturday that saturday and we went to the blue ridge parkway yes wonderful and uh found a little lookout it was it wasn't really a real lookout like we were standing like five inches away from the road and there were like cars and trucks just like zooming right past us yes. like what'd you say yeah um but it was great i packed a picnic uh lunch for us and he made so. a playlist yes you should tell them about the playlist that was my favorite so so it's a spotify playlist called h22 because it was on the 22nd of august when we went <laughs> and i was getting on the so we had of course as friends in the car a lot going to starbucks or wherever we would go in college it was friends um, we listened to a lot of the same music, of course. Like, um, I had he had us listen to the songs like "Lucky I'm in Love oh with gosh. My Best Friend," and then we were just best friends and we weren't in love or whatever. He totally led me on a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I also did it. Apparently, I I, I didn't never knew I did this, but something I did in the car. Oh my gosh! Every time, so he would randomly sometimes like hold his hand out near my hand and just leave it there. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Does he want to hold my hand right now? Like, I don't understand. As friends. As friends. We were just friends. And then I would be like, what do you want? And then he wouldn't say anything. He would just put his hand back out again. And he would be wanting my phone to change the music. And I would finally have to get him to say that. I'm not a words person. He's not. But I totally so thought he kept trying to hold my I hand. I can just, like, accomplish something without words. I do it. And that's something I'm working on. Yes. Because Lauren's a verbal processor and I'm not a verbal processor. Yes. We can talk about that later. Yes. <laughs> We've made leaps and bounds on that. Um, where were we? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, the playlist um, and stuff. So, a lot like uh, Ed Sheeran was kind of our guilty pleasure. I had a, literally, it was called Guilty Pleasure Playlist um, before that with a lot of the music we would listen to. Um, or uh, Falling in Love at a Coffee Shop. Yes. Uh, which it took me way too long to realize that that 
for us was Brace to Alley. But anyway. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, that's a nice song. It's a nice sentiment. Um, but so I um, uh, just put together a playlist for us uh, for that for that road trip and included things like Lucky I'm in Love with My Best Friend. And also, if this is too much information, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I had n- I had never like had my first kiss yet. Yeah. With I'd only had ever had one, one other girlfriend, and I um we d- decided not to do that uh, until we before when we got engaged. So my plan was to on that first date um, kiss her, and then say, "Is it too soon to say I love you?" <laughs> Yes. So I included songs in there like um, Kiss the Girl from yes. uh, Little Mermaid and something else and like whatever, dropping hints or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, we don't It was the sweetest thing that, ever. So. But anyway. But yeah, then um, after that, we came back down off the mountain and just continued dating as normal. For a while. And then this was all at the end of August. And by October, like the first week in October, we were buying engagement rings. Okay. So. Like we were. Anyone it was who, very Anyone quick. who didn't know us would think, oh, wow, they just started dating and now they're talking about getting married. Uh, it would seem fast. But yeah. because we'd been s- been best friends for two and a half, three years. Um, it was just natural that okay, there was no. We're need finally to get at to this point, and that yeah, and that we're finally at this point, and now, not, and also, we are both of the mind, or we're of the mind. The purpose of dating is to get married, or right. to see if that's going to be what we're going to do. So we very quickly, you know, the next step for us is getting is marriage, um, and so uh, we. Um, and it, we were at the phase of life where that made sense. Yeah, like, like we were both careers. living on our own. Yeah. We already had careers. We yeah. were making full-time payment money kind of thing. And um, to be perfectly honest, too, if you're not an adult already, being an adult is expensive. So <laughs> like we were both so being, like, basically living paycheck to paycheck as, yes. as like, we're doing what we have degrees degrees for and we're paying Barely living paycheck it. to paycheck. Yeah. Because we were both paying for one bedroom apartments. Right. And so we kind of had the realization, too, we already know we're going to get married at this point because we've lasted this long as friends. There's no reason to think it wouldn't get better with us dating and then finally getting married. So we kind of were like, by next school year, we should try to be married and have a consolidated income and live in one apartment and not have to buy, you know, two gallons of milk at the grocery store <laughs> or whatever it is, trying for the sake of finances, yep. it just made more sense to go yep. ahead and get married. Yep. And so, you know, of course we started looking for rings and we found, or she found a, a sale yes. at the sale in the yes. mall. And so we actually, <laughs> I bought her engagement and wedding ring set like a month or a month and a half into dating. <laughs> yeah. And so I just it held like on a month to and it. a half, yeah. And so, um, which that did give us an advantage of giving us really plenty of time to plan the wedding. Yes. Uh, and so we, um, I, of course, wanted to, you know, talk to her parents and everything before proposing. And so we also just wanted to, you know, not, not that 
appearances or everything, but just, you know, um, to not look crazy or anything, um, well, not do anything thing, too fast. My fear was I wanted us to be dating or engaged long. I wanted us to be engaged long enough that people would know we didn't just get engaged because I got pregnant. Yeah. Because that's what I think of when people have really Which I would never short have thought of. relationships. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a baby soon. Yeah. And we decided yeah. to wait until we were married. And so we, I didn't want yeah. anybody to assume that I was pregnant. Yeah. So we waited. Um, we were engaged long enough that I would have been very clearly showing yeah. if I if we were getting <laughs> married for that reason. Yeah. Um, but you know, it ended up being a really good thing. Um, so. We went to let's see Thanksgiving of that f- that fall. Um, I went up to ha- do Thanksgiving with her family. Yes, um, and that's when I talked to her dad and then her mom. Um, great conversations, which I never talked to Drew, her brother. But uh, he's gonna be so upset. I never really officially got his blessing, so I mean, Drew, I sorry, man. I guess uh, <laughs> I think you like me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he loves um, you. And so, um, maybe even more than I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Y'all flirt sometimes uh, though. And it throws me sometimes off. Sometimes we'll be, the three of us will be sitting on the couch with Lauren in the middle and I'll put my arm around Lauren and hold Drew's hand. <laughs> yes. It's awful. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a good time. But so, uh, not too long after that, um, like the next weekend, December 5th. Yes. It's a Saturday. We also went to the Blue Ridge Parkway. And I, the the ring box that these rings came in was so, it was like the biggest ring box I've ever seen. <laughs> I, it was a good thing it was winter, so I could wear my big wool coat, but it was even still hard to hide. Yeah. Um, but we ended up, the parkway, that part of the parkway ended up being closed down because of uh It like snowed freezing. the day before. Yeah. So we got to walk like quite a long ways in the parkway, and it was just like completely silent up on the, up way up in the sky. And we found a really uh, amazing lookout. Yeah. That's why I proposed. Yep. And so we actually, um, Lauren has wonderful ideas that I would never have thought of. So she, because, you know, we were in the mountains, she had the, the idea of, like, keep um, finding something from that spot and, and saving it as a as a kind of a token of what happened there. And so we found, like, this nice uh, rock, which might, might sound silly, and our plan was to write, you know, the date and everything on yeah. it. Yeah. It's still sitting in my car. We need to do it. Sometime we when it, we have a, a hearth, like, yeah. a uh, uh, uh fireplace we need to ha- do that but um yeah so we uh just started you know officially planning for the wedding and um we we had booked the venue before we got engaged yes we booked the be- the venue at the beginning I think of November that was our main because stressor I at that point well I told my mom that we were like as soon as my mom found out that we were dating she was like y'all are gonna get married I was like yeah we are probably and so within before she found out we were getting the rings. She was actually here that weekend. Uh-huh, so we got to show her what they look like. Yep. And then um, she told me, basically, once we showed her the rings, she was like, you need to go ahead and be thinking about where you want to get married and go ahead and think about booking a venue because those fill up really quickly. Yep. So we booked the venue and then you proposed mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. Yep. So just for like the timeline of things, because yep. that's the tricky part of getting married. Yeah. Is the logistics. Yeah. Get a wedding planner. That's what we learned. Yeah, we... It was exhausting. We didn't hire anyone. We planned everything ourselves. Yes. It was, it was exhausting. It was very stressful. Yes. Um, the closer we got to the wedding, we just... 
are we reached the point where we like as long as we get married we don't care i don't about care. these flowers about this music um which i the food I'm i was pr- just so pr- over I was, it. <laughs> I was pretty proud of the music yes the music was amazing so you need to tell them about that because we're both musicians and lauren's a brass player we, uh, we wanted to have a brass quartet play which is epic and we n- i've never been to one a wedding with that so yes. it was wonderful uh we um hired some of the brass players that lauren play, played with in, coll- in college as a brass quartet um two of the songs um i arranged from lord of the rings yes so she walked down to may it be which is by Enya. it's very celtic and yeah. beautiful i highly recommend very looking lyrical. It up. and then our recessional song walking on back up the aisle was a um, combination of um oh gosh uh, into the, the West, goodbye. The Last Goodbye and Into the West, yeah. because she had had a cool idea for kind of transitioning between the two songs. So it was really cool. And then the players just filled in some other songs. But um, yeah, so it was really wonderful. But yeah, like all the details of the wedding, like we, we are both, I, I mean, I think pretty easy to please. Yeah. Didn't have our hearts set on anything in particular. Uh, we wanted, uh, she wanted a wedding arch. So my dad and I built it, mainly my dad built the wedding arch. Um, but like even which that's pretty sweet too. Yeah. Like we have the archway that we got married under, and we're going to we made it wide enough to fit a bench underneath it, and so we're going to be old people sitting in our garden in our backyard and have a bench underneath the arch that we got yeah. married at. Yes, yeah, so that'll be so. cool. But we really like we were so low maintenance, and we had so few. Yeah. Like. We tried to keep um, our, the details to minimum, yeah. but even still, it was so overwhelming, just coordinating everything, calling people. We were glad to not have to pay a, wed- a wedding planner, but like some of those things oh just sh- did not, shouldn't be the responsibility of the couple. Yeah. Just like, I, I can't think of, it, of stuff off the top of my head, but um, yeah. yeah, so everyone is super um, supportive, and I loved our wedding invitations, which I know are very frustrating because all the writing you had to do and yes so what we did was we um i think she found a pattern or like got the template for yeah. the actual invitations from the knot which is the website we used and then we got a uh, navy blue well okay so our colors for the wedding were navy blue and burgundy so the yes. guys were in navy blue the the girls were in burgundy dresses and so um the, the envelopes for the invitations were burgundy or not burgundy navy blue and then we used a wax seal. We got a custom wax seal from Etsy that had um, like our initials and the date and everything. And so, um, but we had to get like two extra special stamps. It was very expensive yeah. <laughs> to mail them, but it was fine. They were really cool. And then our party them. favors for our wedding uh-huh. were the cutest thing ever. So we both um, love coffee yeah. in case you haven't already noticed from our podcast. But um, having both worked at Starbucks and all that stuff, we and having met in a coffee shop, we... Um, bought these big bags of coffee and we um split them off into like these small burlap sack kind of things and we got a stamp on etsy as well that said um jordan and lauren june 26 2021 and it said the perfect blend and had two little coffee beans on it and it was the cutest thing (laughs) so um I personally really liked that we did those kinds of yeah. things. Those small touches and things like that were what made it like fun. Those, those things made it meaningful for right. us because it meant something. Uh, that right. music and whatever else. Um, also, my mom is a florist, so she ended yes. up doing, doing the flowers for us. Did an amazing nice. job on our flowers. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, 
Yeah, and we, we haven't mentioned, but we got married right here in Greer at the Davenport, which was wonderful. Yes. Um, beautiful hardwood floors and brick walls and a nice, lovely staircase. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't need to hash out all of the details of the planning, I guess. But if you're looking to get married sometime. Um, get a planner. Yeah. Or ask a friend who's gotten married recently to help you yeah. understand. It can be done planning be. it yourself, but like real, it's like seriously. We were, I was ready to elope. It was, um, <laughs> it was just a lot. And there's, like I said, just a lot of details and logistics and making phone calls and things that you don't, you sh- it shouldn't be on the couple. You should be, <laughs> be able to think more about actually just being excited about getting married and things. Well, I'm preparing for the marriage itself. Yeah. More so than Yeah. And speaking day. of preparing, um, so the man who married us, his name is Brian Williams and he's been a part of Lauren's life for a long time yeah. and his wife, he's a pastor. Um, and so a big part of her family's life. So I got to meet him and his wife, um, prior to, to getting married and we did par- premarital counseling with them, which they live in North Carolina. So we did it online. Uh, and it was just wonderful. He's, uh, big C.S. Lewis guy. He made all kinds of, um, yeah. Lord of the Rings references during our yeah. ceremony. It was awesome. <laughs> but he's just really, really wonderful. He and his wife were, were just the perfect yeah. um, match for us preparing for a wedding. And then I had, um, our, um, um, t- or teaching pastor from our church that I've been at since I started college. Um, Trevor Hoffman is also a big, you know, C.S. Lewis Tolkien guy, yeah. and so he started the ceremony and then handed it off to Brian, and so it was really cool. So had uh, which I hadn't made the connection, but they s- kind of said it in the ceremony. Trevor had known me for years, yeah. and uh, but and then B- Brian had known you for years, so it was really cool. But yeah, yeah, sure. it's just wonderful and felt very loved and supported by everyone. And, um. So, yeah. yeah, I can't really think of much else as far as preparing for the wedding. Um, just One thing I will say, being married is one of my favorite things I've ever yeah. done. And being married to your best friend is something that, like, there is nothing more sweet, sure. I think, than that. And it's like having a sleepover every night <laughs> with your best friend. Like yeah. we will stay up, we can stay up late and play games like board watch games TikTok. or we can um, watch <laughs> TV, like <laughs> lay around and watch yeah. TV or funny videos on our phones. And yeah. there's no sense of like, we need to leave or we have like, I have to drive back home. This is going to be another yeah. half hour of me we getting always home. Just want to come back to home to each other. And right. And we all frequently have moments of, you know, just, kind of reveling in the fact that this is our life. Yeah. You know, living together. Um, and so something I was going to say, um, and I know it'll get hard or whatever eventually, yeah. but for now, right. this has been one of my favorite yeah, things ever. Me too. Well, and like, you know, just, you know, in case you're, you know, dating and thinking about getting married or whatever, you know, don't, don't misunderstand us. And, uh, and we've been married for a few months, so we're not experts, but, yeah. um, and you know, you know, um, you you work as a team. It's not always easy. You're b- we're both sinners. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to say was that you know you still need you need to know other people. Yeah. Even if you do marry your best friend, you still need to have you know. I need to have guy friends. You need to have girlfriends. And um, but because but you know there are advantages to to uh, marrying someone that you really enjoy being around. Um. One thing, too, that we didn't mention, um, which I think was one of the first times that Lauren started to realize that sh- that I might be husband material, oh, was way back um, 
We had a conversation at, at a cookout. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, that was like January of 2020. Yeah. Um, I had just seen the movie Little Women, like the new one that came out, and I was so angry. I had never seen Little Women before, but I was so irritated because, spoilers, but for those of you who haven't don't know the story, um, the main character, Joe ends up deciding like this guy friend of hers what was his name lawrence 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 yeah um she was like you know i think i have feelings for him but he's my best friend and i think it would ruin our friendship if we got together like there's this would just not work or whatever if we were romantically involved and i remember we were talking in the cookout and i got so upset talking about this movie and I was like it doesn't make sense because you know if you're best friends then it would only be better that you've added the being romantic part it doesn't take away from anything why would you assume that if you can interact with them all the time as your best friend that it wouldn't be even better when you have feelings for each other and I think that's coming from the idea of like uh, the ideology of having like friendship and romantic relationship completely separate in your yes. head um of just like i'm gonna go date this person that i don't know yeah and you know but anyway well and i had always um kind of had this fear lingering in the background with jordan that um there was this like idealized version yeah. of what was going to happen for yeah. relationships and the conversation we had at cookout was one that gave me hope that he could see a best friend relationship right. turning into something really beautiful right. as a romantic relationship because right. I had not really heard you talk yeah. or think that way before uh-huh. and I had thought oh wow well we're best friends so maybe he yeah. thinks potentially this could happen right. well and I think I might be misremembering this I think I may have an initiated the conversation because i've been listening to a podcast episode by john piper about yeah um the type of um biblical healthy marriage relationship uh that are we're called to have when we're married and so i you know i i am hardcore or romantic i've always been you know like i mentioned just um very kind of connected to feelings and emotions and romanticizing things and so, and also very pulled to a long, like, marital relationship and feeling like I kind of was born to be that for someone. Um, and so the idea that, that was kind of going through my brain was, and that I was helped to think about by this epi- podcast episode, was um, that, well, the idea of marrying based on falling in love john piper said is yeah. a pretty new idea within the last couple hundred years and so- years in society the whole like you know the idea that's been romanticized in novels and things of like uh, or you know finding your Jane person Austen or whatever just like the you know yeah. falling in love and is this feet. is this real or like yeah there's a certain or chasing an show, emotion or a tv show that i will mention that <gasps> are you hating like, on my guilty is this pleasure love it, like, could this, like, I think we might be, you know, is this it? You know. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm will, sorry. I will confess my sins. <laughs> I love watching The Bachelor from a social and psychological experiment <laughs> perspective. Okay. And how 
Oh man, I could go on a whole tangent. Yeah, yeah. But you, should, you should do a solo episode. I should do something talking I'll do about something how about Star Wars. insane and hilarious that show is to me. Um, I do not watch it because I believe in that stuff, but I watch it from the like entertainment perspective. And Jordan does not like it. He was so fed up. Like anytime he, I remember there was one time we were dating, and you were coming over to my apartment, and um, he had a key to my apartment not because he stayed over at my apartment but because <laughs> if I never ever needed him to pick up something or if he needed a way to get in to help me he had a key to get in and so he came to my apartment and he unlocked the door and he opened the door and I was sitting on the couch and there were these two women on The Bachelor who were fighting each other like a pulling hair like it was bad and he opened the door and he turned around he closed the door <laughs> and he walked back out <laughs> and so I had to close I had to turn off the episode so that he would come back inside and hang out with me but anyway enough of that anyway i'm sorry <laughs> but the idea of um that romanticized idea because you know for forever thousands thousands of years arranged marriages have been the thing yes and so the idea there was that um mar- biblical marriage does not mean you fall in love with each other my mom likes to say well what if you fall out of love um yeah. but it sounds like an accident whoever you're married to you cut a covenant as Lauren's mm-hmm. mom likes to say um to love them and to serve them and to be as a husband what you, the husband needs to be his wife what the wife needs to be regardless of who, who you are so the idea of there's the one for me out there somewhere and if I don't find the one I'm screwed forever is complete bullcrap Bull. in my opinion yeah. um now that being said as previously stated if you can find someone who you can be best friends with and your personalities don't clash to me that's just setting yourself up to like for for success and to not have unnecessary clashing yes. i know people who are married who have very contradictory personalities yes. and it causes conflict yes they still can make it work and they still love each other um but anyway so so all that being said that that was kind of a, a conversation we forgot to mention earlier yeah anyway i feel like we, this has already gone on for like an hour or something um after the wedding we went to brevard for our honeymoon it was wonderful we went to the biltmore i had never been it was really he great had food poisoning had food it was poisoning. very sad um <laughs> but we stayed on a in a cabin on a horse farm there was a really wonderful dog yeah. named tater anyway um is there anything else you think we should include? i would like to offer some encouragement yes. for any people out there who are single or um, struggle with relationship things because I personally struggled a lot with singleness in terms of feeling like I was never going to find anybody or life was always going to be sad for me. And um, let yourself be surprised by what's already around you and not... um, focus too much on what you have planned for yourself because you can um, miss out on something really great because you're you're looking for something different. And I remember I had talked to you about that because there were some, um, towards the beginning of our friendship, some hanging on to old feelings. And um, I think if you're struggling through this season of singleness, um, know that it's um there's hope and that it's not this impossible task to find the one like hollywood 
kind of makes it look like. Yeah. And I know it's, you know, I guess you could say it's easy for us to say because we found our person and we're married. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, (laughs) when we started, first started being friends, I had no idea what was going to happen. No. And and I never would have guessed that I would have ended up with you. Neither of us could have planned anything more wonderful and more perfect. Because, you know, ultimately we don't know what's best for us. God knows. Right. And so, um, yeah. So trust trust in that. I feel like Jesus wrote the story we needed. Yeah. And, and it's unique and it's different. It is. In our story, a lot of people have been like, y'all waited way too long to date. <laughs> this is weird. Why aren't y'all dating? And but we, we go, both we did. would not change that yeah. for anything. And yeah. it worked out exactly for how sure. we, w- we mm-hmm. needed it to, even though there might have been seasons of wanting things to be different. Yeah. So I guess my encouragement is that, is to... Um, be patient and trust Jesus and um, be on the lookout for things that you may not expect. Don't be looking for yeah. what you had planned. For well, yeah. Yourself. And just live your life like, pers- yeah, like and enjoy it. Chase after what you are, d- what you're doing with your career or in, yeah. your, in your interests, your hobbies. And, you know, along the way you, you might find your person. Yes. So, you know, it sounds a little over, over sen- sentimental sentimentalized or whatever yeah but i didn't want to end this and yeah offer any encouragement to people because yeah. i know what i wrestled for a long time sure. with singleness and so me as well yeah yeah but and just trying to figure out how to navigate the world and another piece of advice i could give for that too that my mom always told me was if god puts the desire in your heart to get married most people get married and so it will probably happen for you if he hasn't called you to things like singleness for the rest of your life then it would not be a surprise for you to end up married so just trust him and enjoy your life as much as you can and yeah yeah. have friends who knows what happens with those friends you (laughs) might turn into boyfriends who turn into husbands yeah date them Um, they're my friends yeah (laughs) so i I never thought that about me with that nasally like ew gross lauren duncan there was a reason why we instantly clicked and you were instantly my best friend. Yes. Anyway, all right, this has gone on way too long. In my head, I was like, oh, this will be another nice not half hour episode. You know I talk too much for that. You can say yes. You won't get in trouble. <laughs> all right. So anyway, until the next time on Bye. the Tesh Fam Podcast. Bye.